When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Texting privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting and rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just $1. Text the word GRADE to 323232 right now. Hooked on Phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun, and everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day. For more than 30 years, Hooked on Phonics has been the proven learn-to-read program that kids love to use. Text GRADE to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text GRADE to 323232 right now and get started for just $1. Text GRADE to 323232 now. Text GRADE to 323232. then <laughs> what's up everybody this is cbc wisdom hour number 47 take two i am steve witchell in new orleans on january 15th 2019 episode 47b the fabulous t coming to you live from new jersey all right well happy we, new year again happy new year again we started this thing and then uh, as is uh, as is wont to happen with us we hit some technical difficulties so we're just starting over yeah, we started this in 2018, and we're following right into the new year. <laughs> That's basically how it feels. Yeah. Oh, boy. All right. So I'm sharing a, it again on Facebook. I wonder if Chunk will join in again. I hope he will. All right. Let's see. As soon as he sa- sees that it's shared, that he'll... Yeah, I'm sure he'll catch on to the fact that we've restarted the episode. I have a little cable here that's uh, it's sensitive to the touch, so I have to not touch it else we get cut off yes if it's not skype cutting us off it's me (laughs) yeah technical difficulty central here the new facebook page uh righty then so let's see if we're shared here it didn't auto share again which i don't really understand why it's not working that way but there it is. Okay, here we go. Te- technical difficulties persist, Steve, but we will not allow that to diminish our enthusiasm to continue. This is true. You know, you hit obstacles in life, and sometimes you have to just uh, do whatever it takes to overcome them. Get past them. Work through them. You know, life is full of problems and, and uh, difficulties. But you just Yes, challenges abound. Challenges abound. <laughs> I like that. All right. All right, all right. Uh, live now. 
and we're going to the group okay we're back up back up and live and everything and i will not touch anything and let's see put this over there let's see if trump joins us again and nobody joining us now all right oh i think he sent me a message because i heard a ding let me see if he sent me yeah yeah he asked me if i'm gonna restart so i'm gonna uh See, he said, "What happened, brother? You were on, and it was flowing, and the stories were going, and all of a sudden, yes." Gone. So to recap what we said, uh, we had some time off um, for the holidays and extended holiday hours, and chunks back, and yes, and uh, and yes, my mother passed away uh, just before Christmas, and uh, it was a it's a trying time when you lose a parent. Um, somebody that is you're close to and uh, I was very close to her and just before Christmas lost my mom and uh, uh, yeah it's, it's a tough thing to deal with and and I'm dealing you know carrying on I fortunately have really great support from a lot of friends um, and in fact that night that she she died early in the morning it was like 2 30 in the morning and the the next night I was scheduled to play, and Sean, the drummer in the band I play at the Swamp, uh, went, you know, immediately tried to get somebody to fill in for me, and I said, "No, I'm going to play. I'm going to. I want to come play," um, because that was a way better option for me than to than sitting at home alone um, to go out and play and be around my friends. So I played for because there was nothing more for me to do at that point. Right away. Yeah, your mom would have wanted you to do that as well. You know. Yeah. Um, so I played the two nights, and then the following night after that, I went out to Florida where she was living, and my brother lives uh, where he was living near her, and, uh, you know, worked out stuff we needed to work out over the, that weekend and then the following weekend as well. And uh, it's all done. Um, so that's it. Yeah. Well, stay strong, brother. I keep you in my prayers, and I think we should take a 10-second pause right now in honor of your mom. A moment of silence. Okay. Thank you. That's good. God bless, man. Yeah, thanks, man. She was um she was really instrumental in me becoming a musician. Um she was uh as early as I can remember, you know, some of my first memories of life was had a certain, what had to do with music. Um you know, I got a record player when I was very young. You know, I was born in 67, so there were no CDs back then, folks, kids. Man, you're old, man. I know. And there was no internet. There was no YouTube. Your YouTubes and your... You're, you're older than me. Your Facebooks and stuff. <laughs> now, there was none of that good stuff. I mean, there wasn't even none beepers. I mean, there was nothing growing up. No beepers. <laughs> no. We had eight tracks and records, and I got a... Uh, Legos. And Legos, yes. We definitely had Legos. I, I had a record player, and I had some 45s which were single records, for those of you who don't know. D Double-sided, however. Double-sided. You would have song on each side. the A side and the B side. And I, uh, I had a bunch of records that were hand-me-downs from my cousin, my older cousin. And um, I just played my record player nonstop. 
you know, I, that, that was my favorite activity when I, when I was very young, uh, the earliest I can remember. And my mom would, would generally um, have music on around the house because uh, she was, you know, when I was very young, she, my dad worked and my mom stayed home and took care of me and then my brother. Uh, my brother's a year and a half younger than me, and she would always have music on. She'd always be singing. She had a, a lovely singing voice, and she actually played piano, or I'm sorry, played violin when she was young, um, and she sang in, in choirs and stuff. And um, she was always very, um, very positive and inspirational, uh, uh, in inspiring to me. Um, and uh, she always motivated me and... and um, and supported me for anything I had to do with music. Because I, I remember, like, in elementary school, we had chorus, you know, we, and I know it wasn't, I don't think it was mandatory. Uh, so I, I sh she probably talked me into going into getting into chorus. And, um, and then second grade learned how to play the flutophone, which is also known as a recorder, but we called it a flutophone. Hot cross buns. Yeah. I don't remember playing that. I remember playing when the Saints go marching in, though, on that. There you go. Yeah. And um, that was second grade. So I was always, and then, uh, yeah, we had, like, music classes in elementary school, which I don't know that they do in all the schools now. But but anyway, Mom was um, just, just always very supportive. And, and just till her last breath was just a huge music fan. That was some of her favorite um one of her favorite things in in life was just to listen to music or to watch musicals or watch you know tv shows with music uh singers or anything and uh you know she always believed in me and she always supported me and and uh and uh yeah i'm gonna miss her um but uh i'm really grateful that i had that kind of upbringing from from her because it, it made me what i am today for sure I mean, that speaks volumes, you know, to the, the legacy that we leave behind, right? We're, we're here for such a short time. I mean, think about it, you know, even if you live to be 100, it's not a lot of time in the course of, you know, the, the, uh, of existence of, of just, you know, time and, and the, like I said, the legacy you leave behind. And it's so important for us to really, you know, it, it, not only to engage life for ourselves, right, to make the most of it every day, but like to your point, you know, to support, nurture help others, you know, whether they're our, our family, you know, our, our sons, our parents, relatives, friends, you know, people that you might be mentoring, someone that you don't know. It's just, you know, the, the human spirit. And, like, it goes so far because think about, like, all the things you just reflected on, you know, how influential your mom was in your life and how much she supported you and how it really molded you to, to be who you are today. And I think sometimes we underestimate ourselves as to the impact we have on others you know, um, and sometimes unknowingly the impact we have on others, right? Good, bad, or indifferent. So it's important to remember that, you know, we make a difference every day in someone's life. And, you know, that's what it's all about. Especially, like I said, if you're a musician, you're a fan of music, you know, you're in that community of musicians, you have younger children that are, are pursuing music, or you have friends that are musicians or other bandmates, you know, it's easy to become frustrated or angry and, you know, um, you know, expecting, you know, certain things from people or disappointed that they're not at a different level than they are. It's just, you know, to take a step back and to just unconditionally support someone in their pursuit of what they're doing and, and, and then have the patience to watch it 
develop at its own pace and not your own expectation, you know? And, and that sometimes is the greatest gift you can give someone because by not pressuring someone or, or having an expectation on them and just supporting them, it allows them to be free to, to, to really pursue or do what they want, you know, with confidence because there's no expectation or a demand, you know? Yeah, man, very well said. Um, very well said. Um, and and th those are inspiring words to remember when you're feeling down about the difference that you make on other people. Um, yeah, right on, man. I mean, we, we all make a difference, and we got to be aware of that, you know, the, the amount of influence that we have on others, you right. know, just uh, simply in the words we speak to people or, or, the, or how we conduct ourselves, you know, uh, to be an example for, for others and, and, like I said, to support unconditionally um, the people that we care about. Yeah. I mean, I was really lucky to be raised by her. And I used to tell people all the time that my mother is the nicest person I know. And, you know, she, she's still, she still was. Um, but she was, you know, very smart um, and also understood something that you kind of pointed out there about um, nurturing and, and teaching and, and, and having an influence over people, but also giving them their, their space. She knew how to let go. Um, while still, you know, loving and caring, but she 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 knew how to let go of of, of both of us, uh, me and my brother, which uh, I think parents have a tr uh, have a hard time with um, sometimes. I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm not a parent, so I don't know if that's. Well, that's it's hard sometimes. You see, you know, your kids doing something that you know is not good for them, or you try to, you know, uh, express to them that, like, listen, I, I've been there. I'm I'm telling you, this is the way you should do it, and you save yourself a lot of a lot of problem or a lot of, you know, headache. And, you know, some of these kids have got to figure it out for themselves, you know, like anything else. You can, you know, you can show people things, but they, they may not necessarily want to follow that. And then it's not till you become much older and later in life when you say, man, had I listened to some of the advice I got from some people, maybe not even your parents, you know, you may have, have done things differently. But, you know, to touch upon something that you said earlier, it's, it's like, you know, your mom was the nicest person, the kindest person that you knew, you know, and, and that resonates with you and, and allows you to continue, you know, to have that memory. But, you know, if, if, you know, for a lot of people out there too, maybe they're not in that situation where they don't have a great relationship with their parents or their parents passed away when they were young or, you know, they, they come from an abusive environment too, you know, you can make a difference going forward now to, to carry on a new influence, right? You don't need to necessarily, just like we carry the torch of the good, right? You can also you know, throw down the torch of the bad and light your own torch, you know, and, and profess to, 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 to live the way that you want to live. Yeah. You know, and I, I didn't really realize how I was going to feel like, cause I, I've been anticipating this for a while, for years really. And, and you, there's no, there's no specific, at least in this case, there was no specific trigger saying, all right, it's going to happen now. You know, there was an indication that it could, but it was never, there was no goodbye, you know, there was no, this is the last time I'm going to talk to you kind of, kind of thing. And, um, you know, yeah, so that's unexpected. Yeah. So that's a little rough to deal with. And by the way, you, you people, <coughs> excuse me, people listening, this is like listening to a phone call between me and Tony, because this is the stuff we talk about for real. This is why we yeah. started this yeah. whole thing. And the people that listen to this and really enjoy this show, I can't thank you enough for th for that, um, f because I think you and I have a, a very special relationship that uh, we've had for a long time, and um, and it's really very unique 
that we get to share our conversations with people. You know, it's it's really it's really a cool thing, but especially because it's archived. You know, and that's that's something that I, I um, you know, with mom like having all her stuff now, like going through old old photo albums and and stuff like that. And she kept a journal on her computer, and and I think archiving things is really important. Take pictures, make recordings of things that are special to you and relationships that are special to you, um, because that does like like you're saying about leaving a legacy behind and making a difference for other people and how much you matter to other people and how much influence you have over over other people and you don't realize it you know i think there's something very important about that is leaving that legacy behind in in, in tangible forms in, in recordings and pictures and writings and things like that Th things that pe that will be be timeless really to people that that carry on after you um so i i really just appreciate this whole the wisdom hour man <laughs> it's it's really it's really a cool thing for, for me. It is, man. It's, it's like you said, it's such a, a um, an honor and a privilege to be able to do it and share it with other people that, you know, not that people spe specifically care about what we're talking about, you know, but for us to document some of the things we speak of because it, it, it does leave a legacy and it, it is always in a positive light, you know what I mean? And it's not that we know how to do everything better than somebody else or we're, you know, it's Certainly that, not. <laughs> you know, definitely not. That's why it's wisdom, right? Because there's a lot right. of dumb stuff going on. <laughs> but yeah. it's just more about, you know, organic conversations about life and, you know, and, and just talking about things that we all face, right? Yeah. You know, whether it be challenges musically in a band, you know, personalities, you know, um, losing loved ones who, who pass, you know, it, it's all, it's real life, man. And we're all going to go through it. It's not just for musicians, you know? And I think a lot of the things that we've talked about not not only on this show, but just in our conversations throughout life have just been basic things that that can touch on so many points, uh, you know, in our existence that that aren't really tied specifically to music. But um, like I said, it's just it's such a pleasure to be able to, to do this with you and, and, you know, and have an audience of musicians that we can share the stuff with, because I, I think musicians are a very special, creative, um, you know, thinking audience and a different type of personality where um you know a non-musician can get just as much out of the show as a musician can but I, I think that what you know when you talk on a spiritual level and a creativity level and channeling level you know musicians can tap right into that because they've all been there to some extent you know where they've been in the zone or they've they've experienced that that surrealness of virtual reality of when you're playing music you're not thinking about anything else you're in that moment you know yeah. and you know, for, for non-musicians, they can get there um, by listening to music. You know, not necessarily be creating it, but we've all put on a song and lost ourselves in it to where we got immersed in All right, we're getting a little wonky on Spreaker there. It just cut us off for a second, but now it's back. So I think we missed like five seconds. But Okay, so what I was saying was that you know, yeah, we get immersed in a song, not yeah. being musician or creator, but just listening to it. Yeah. And like I said, when we saw Stevie Nicks in concert, she had said that was her sole motivation and passion about songwriting was that she got to bring people into her world and her story. Yeah. You know, whatever it might have been, right? Like, like all musicians do. 
yeah. that, that tell story through the lyrics and, and the music that takes you to a place that, you know, that they're, they've created, which is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Music is about feeling, man. It's, you know, and music, I mean, I'm going to, if nothing else, I'm going to lean on music even more now than I yeah. ever, than I ever did and, and lean on cover band central and lean on my playing and, and my band and just, and really it definitely changes your perspective on life when, when you lose somebody that's close to you. That's the first time. I mean, my dad passed away 13 years ago, but my dad and I, I, I loved my. Uh, all right, now it's back. Can you hear me? I can hear you. All right, yeah, it's Spreaker keeps cutting out. There's this on air button. It's well. It's stopping for a second and then on air again. <laughs> oh my goodness! That's the Skype gremlins again. Yeah. Well, we just keep plowing away. Um. So anyway, 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 I'm focusing on music more than ever. That's the point of whatever I was saying. Um. <laughs> uh. Come on, mom. Let us finish now this I can episode. Hear you. You're back. Yeah, I'm, I'm here. I've been here. I haven't gone anywhere. I've just been talking. Skype, same poor network connection. Right. I'm I'm not seeing. I don't have Skype up right now. So. Yeah, I have it up. That's all. I keep seeing reconnecting, reconnecting, poor connection. And has a little poor poor connection icon. That poor connection. It was like a meter. That poor little connection. You got to add some like money into the slot in the side of the laptop. You know. <laughs> it's like you got to put a couple more dimes in. Yeah. Poor connection is looking for some change, you know. <laughs> but now we seem to be back. But um, yes, we seem to be. Um, <clears throat> a couple of minutes there, but I mean, I think one of the thoughts that we were trying to hit on, or I was just trying to get across, was saying that much like you can create anything in music, and you create those stories, and you bring people into that world, even if you're a non-musician. Getting back to what we said earlier, you can create a legacy, right? You can create the life and the story that you want. Um, you know, you have that option every day. Yep, even yeah. playing covers, you can do it. Yeah, playing music, dude. Um, I I don't know how much of a football fan you are, or at all, if you are, but no, my son's a huge football fan. But um, and I, I watch games with him here and there. But he's you know he's he watches it every weekend. Uh, me not so much. Um, okay, so the Saints are in the playoffs this year. The Saints have had a, a killer team. That's the New Orleans football team. Um, they've been killer all all year. And yep. when the Saints are in the playoffs, it is electric in this town um it's because it, it's a very big sports town um it's um you know college football here and the saints it's 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 like a way of life for a lot of people here so the saints having this incredible season and they uh they just won 
the game on Sunday, the divisional game. So they're going to the championship game. If they win the championship game, then they go to the Super Bowl. Um, and yeah. the championship game is, is here next Sunday against the Rams, and it's here in town, so it's like crazy. Um, but this weekend, this past weekend, they played Sunday, and we were to, where I play at the Swamp, we were given the night off, which pissed us all off because this is what we work for. This is what we live for. We for for uh, mobs of people being in town, you know, people going crazy. Uh, you know, packed rooms. We want to play to packed rooms because sometimes we play to a dismal room of three people for part of the night. And, and sure, um, it happens often at my club. Um, so we were, but we were given the, it was a management decision, given the night off, and made us all very unhappy. Um, but I, I, you know, I still enjoyed my night off and watched the game, and the Saints won. Very good game. Um, but Drew Brees, the, the quarterback of the Saints, his birthday, his 40th birthday was Tuesday, uh, is Tuesday, today. <laughs> so happy birthday, Drew. Um, Sunday night after the, the Saints won, somebody threw Drew Brees a surprise birthday party. In New Orleans, in in the heart, in the at French the swamp. No, no, in the French Quarter at at some hotel, some swank, swanky hotel probably. Um, and that was, you know, the day he just won. They're going to the championship game, and then his fortieth birthday is in two days, and then he gets a surprise party that night. You know, after just winning the game. So talk about a life. There was a, a band that played at the party, and they are one of the the popular bands around here one of the most popular successful bands cover bands around here played the freaking party and the, like I, the next day I, I'm seeing pictures of the other guy the bass player in the band the band is the Molly Ringwalds and they do 80s um, stuff and it's very sticky they all dress like 80s characters um, one guy is Pee Wee Herman one guy is the uh, guy from Devo um, another guy is a uh, uh, um. Uh, well, well, the bass player Phil is uh, D. Snyder from Twisted Sister. He does the wig and the, the makeup, the whole nine, and he is the other bass player at the Swamp. He, he's oh the, wow! So you talking to him about the, the so? Game? I, well, no, I, I mean I talk to him almost weekly, where you know he throws me a day, you know, like can you play tonight for me? Because he he generally works Monday and Tuesday, and I work Sunday, Wednesday, and Thursday. But very often he'll give me at least one of the nights of the week um, because he's he works in the Molly Ringwalds. You know, they're a, they're the band, the huge band around here. Um, they're the ones that play to thousands of pe people and they just play Drew Brees' freaking birthday party. <laughs> uh, and so I see pictures of Phil <coughs> the next day with Drew Brees and then the whole band with Drew Brees and that I, like, I'm listening to, I'm going to, driving to work last night and I'm listening to the, the rock, the local classic rock radio station. And they start talking, the guy, the DJ is like, oh, I got to call this guy who's a DJ here who was at the party. So she, she calls and she's talking to him live. And, um, and he's talking about the party. He was DJing there. And then he mentions the Molly Ringwalds. He's like, I cut into their set. And one of the guys told me to go F off for cutting into the set. And I want to apologize to them. I mean... If you it's pretty impressive, dude. Drew Brees, he probably could have had Pearl Jam or Aerosmith play his party, you know? Yeah, I mean, you know, they went with local. They're like, they, they're yeah. so dedicated. It's a huge thing in New Orleans is how dedicated people, people from New Orleans are to the city and are to the people of the city. 
it's it's a very special place to live man and um but the fact if you think that you can't do something really spectacular or fantastic in your life playing in a cover band bah, wrong these guys just played a freaking party for drew Brees, who is who is arguably the best quarterback in in the nfl right now and right yeah. one, one of the best quarterbacks of all time in in the history of football and so a freaking cover band played this guy's that, that's like playing for a party for muhammad ali or or you know or willie mays or because it was not too long ago right didn't he just receive award for like the all-time uh, pass rushing right yeah he, he's got the all-time passing yards record um and he's holds a ton of records and probably going to the super bowl you know and, and so um you know i tell you, like i said i don't watch much football but maybe two weeks ago it was the bears against the eagles and and my son was watching the game, and I happened to come in right. It was going in like you know, ten seconds left. The guy had to kick a field goal from like the thirty-five yard line. I don't know if you watched that game. Uh, probably, but, yeah. Oh, and it doinked, uh, it doinked, doinked off the, no, the crossbar. No, he, he, oh. he kicked it, and the Eagles called timeout like after the snap. Yeah, so yeah. It was like the, the, you know, the, the the holder caught the ball, and they blew the whistle, and the guy kicked it, and he made it. Yeah. I it was no it. good, and they had to do it again. And then, yeah, and then he hit the post, and it bounced out. He did the double doink. It hit the, hit the, the yeah. upright Side and then at the, the, bottom, the crossbar. Yeah, <laughs> the double doink. He, dude, no, he, that kicker, there was one game, the Bears kicker, I forget his name, but there was one game during this this past season where he hit the cross, the, the upright, four times in the game. Right. Yeah, like my, yeah, myself. Four times. Like, you know how kicker, impossible that is. You know how unlikely right. that is to, to, to <laughs> hit the, the ball fucking crossbar four feet. times. <laughs> you could crazy, but yeah, I can see the excitement, especially like you said with the fans and the Saints, and and like I said, they're probably going to Super Bowl, and it's going to be electric for you down there for sure. Yeah, I mean, the last time they were in the Super Bowl was the first, just before I moved here, so it was two thousand nine season. Uh, this, so the Super Bowl was in. January or February of 2010, and I moved here in yep. June of 2010. So I, when I moved here, the the town was still all, you know, all alight with with that. Like it's oh, yeah, all amped up. Yeah, you know, like you see Saint, uh, you already see Saint stuff everywhere now. Like you go the the Florida-loo, Le, Florida-loo, Florida Lee, Florida um <laughs> symbol, and you know just yep. Saint stuff. But when I first moved in, I, I forgot it. And I, the first night I was here, when I moved here, I was walking around seeing all the Saints stuff, and it was it was June. And I'm thinking, like, you know, it's not football season. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, they just won the Super Bowl. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, that's, I mean, for, for, for a cover band, I mean, come on. You know, I, like you said, they could have hired Aerosmith or Metallica or, or somebody to, to play, a, or, you know, Dave Matthews Band or... or uh, just a a big band, and the 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 amount of exposure that you're getting from something like that is just beyond. It's ridiculous. That's, you know. Yeah, and if you kick ass, maybe you're playing somebody else's birthday party or a private party or a wife's party or just having a party. You know. Yeah. That's the, like it, uh, it's it's always the clientele. You always have to be aware when you're in a cover band, right? You know, you you, you get these high paying, better gigs where you're in front of a ton of people. And if it's a big money crowd, you know, they're, they're going to, you know, if you're good and they like you, you're, you know, that's when you want to work the room and try to get some more, more, more connections again. All right. It says on air. It says on air now for me. 
I'm hearing a squeaking. We're back. That, We're that was my seat. Oh, okay. <laughs> Need some WD-40 on that. But but yeah, they're uh, sure. but they're uh, yeah the the. Mo- I really think the bands that that are like the theme bands like that, theme bands and tribute bands really do the best, and wedding bands. I mean, if you want to make money in this business, man, you got to do that stuff. You know, you got to re- really, because those guys are great musicians, but I mean. They're they're great music. That's poor yeah. connection. Oh, just play drums. Just play drums for the rest of the show. Well, it keeps cutting out, so I'm keep myself <laughs> occupied. It keeps telling poor connection, and you vanish. So I don't know if you can still hear me or not. I can still hear you. Yes. And I'm ah. still, we're still on air, so it's not excellent. It's, it's That's not, even better. It's not cutting off on my end. But anyway, the lesson here, kids, is that you can really achieve some great damn things, even playing in a cover band. It's how it's whatever vision you have, whatever goal you have. If you believe it, if you feel it, do, do it. Just do. Keep doing it. Doing doing what you do because you never know what's going to happen. There was a um, <clears throat> couple of months ago. I don't know if I told this story on, on Wisdom Hour, but uh, there was a band playing in uh, on Frenchman Street here in New Orleans uh, in the French Quarter. Frenchman Street is more of a jazz, blues type of music, more more uh, traditional New Orleans type of stuff, um, a, as opposed to Bourbon Street, which is more popular music. Um, mm-hmm. And you can hear me? We're good? Yeah, we're good. Okay. We're, we're here. And uh, there was a, a concert. Christina Aguilera was uh, scheduled to play a concert the next night. And then we found this out later that she walked in with a couple of people into a club on Frenchman Street and went to the side of the stage and asked the guy if she could get up and sing. And now, mind you, that happens all of the time here. People coming up to the side of the stage. Can I get up and play? Can I get up and sing? Can I have, uh, give you a request? Blah, blah, blah. It happens constantly to everybody. So, you know, the guy who uh, she asked, he told her no. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, I don't know. I mean, I wasn't there. I didn't. And, and, you know, it's the the, uh, telephone game when it comes to actually what he said. But the, the point was that she was turned down and he didn't recognize her. So I guess, you know, you, you see somebody on TV or, or or whatever in in pictures and you have a certain image of what they look like and then if you actually see them in person it's a whole different story because now you see three dimensions of the person um you see actually how tall they are and 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 she wasn't going out in like flashy christina aguilera clothes she was just in you know hanging out clothes so yeah. he turned yeah, it down but i tell you what like you know if i was you know, playing a night, and Christina Aguilera friggin' walked in and said, "Can I play?" <laughs> yes, get your sweet ass up here and sing, sing, sing. I, I mean, it's the point again. It you never know what could happen. Like, especially being in the right a place like New Orleans, things like that happen. Like, like I told you a story last year when Steven Tyler was watching us from the window. Um, yeah, like you never know. Like you said, you just you never you know, 
that's why you said it's such a great thing, you know, to play in a band. You get to, you know, the experiences, the stories, the people you meet, the the things you witness, the, the you know, the events uh, that you, you you get to, you know, be a part of in life and other people's lives and, and like I said, celebrations. People hire you for a party. You're at a bar. It's a, it's a bachelorette party. You know, you're you're in the mix. And, and again, it's like we were talking about earlier how. You know, you, you leave a legacy behind. You influence people. Sometimes you don't even know the people, right? You may not even have met the person at a gig you played, but maybe you run into someone years later and they're like, oh, man, I saw you play at such and such a place. And, you know, it was really interesting because I told you, um, I think we had a couple of podcasts after uh, I had gone to that Getty Lee book signing. I don't know. We might have had one, yeah. We, yeah, or we may or may not have. But long story short, you know, uh, I took my son to, uh, you know, Getty Lee was flying in uh, to town close to where I live to do a book signing of his new book. And we found out it was a thousand people. Wow. And he's got four hours, you know, to sign a thousand books. So we start doing the math. It's like it's really not a lot of time, hour, you know, yeah. <laughs> 10, 15 seconds per book. So it was very well run, very super organized. But, you know, he just stands there with the pen. The guy puts the book in front of him. He signs it. Another guy slides the book away, gives it to you, and another book is slid in front of him. So there's no shaking hands, no taking pictures with him. You know, you could take pictures of him while you're waiting in line, but there's no, like, selfies. They have security there. But it was just cool to see him. And, you know, a 1,000 people, right? So think about it. And it was sold out, right? It was the first 1,000 people. I'm sure they could have sold a lot more than that. But people that were Rush fans, drummers, bass players, you know, Getty fans, uh, just, just fans of music, people that were, you know, some guy was we're talking to online drove up from, you know, South Carolina, right, yeah. to, to come up to New Jersey to get the, to the book signing because he wasn't going anyplace else. He did one in Toronto and this one in New Jersey. But the point being that, like, you know, um, the, the, a lot of the chatter online, you know, that we were waiting online, not online like the Internet, but on the line to get into the store was people saying, like, you know, what an inspiration he was to them or how he influenced their playing or how his music you know, influence them to play bass or to join a band or, you know, to, to, you know, um, do something that musically was inspired by him. And he doesn't know these people and, you know, he's never met them. And, you know, that's like the rush line where he says he can't, you know, pretend that a stranger is a long awaited friend. Like he doesn't want to meet a thousand people for more than that 15 seconds, you know? So you just got to talk to him while he signed your book. So you had, like I said, 10 to 15 seconds and you could say, you know, whatever you could get out of your mouth, you know, to him. And then he would acknowledge it or talk back to you, and then you were on to the next person. There was no chit chat, you know. Could you give him but a fist, just, could you give him a fist bump? Would he do a fist bump? No, no, nothing, because he's just standing there with the marker in his hand, signing the books. And uh, as fast as they put the book in front of him, he signs it. Like he puts your your book down, he signs it. As soon as he's done signing it, and he takes the pen off the paper. A guy slides that book out, and another one is right in front of him, and and there's a name already on a sticky note in the book. So he's just looking down at the name and then writing it in the book. The next one comes, like a production line. I can't so imagine he only look, that. he only looks up at you for a second, you know, like when he's done signing it because there's another book right in front of him ready to go. I can't imagine, like, the writer's cramp you would get for that for four hours signing your name. I couldn't do Oh, it. yeah. I mean, like I said, a thousand books. And, he, and the night before, he signed uh, another thousand in Toronto. Wow. So, but, you know... The, the point of that whole thing was just saying, like, there's a guy who's traveled the world, he's been in Russia for 40 years, right? Has had a tremendous impact on millions of people and inspired people to play music, you know? And it's just cool to see that in person. Like I said, I'm not a bass player, I'm a huge fan of Rush, 
but it was more about the experience of me and my son getting to go, you know, to say, hey, we went to Getty Lee book signing. We both got to meet him. You know, we, we got pictures of him, and it, it was really cool, you know? Sure. Um, yeah, it's awesome. I, I would again, I would the love, legacy, you know? Yeah, I would love to, to see him in person. He's one of the, of course, one, as a bass player, one of my heroes, um, and just as a music fan. Yeah, he's players. always in the top, like, he's always voted, like, the number one bass player, most influential bass well, player. Yeah. I mean, there's so many of them out there, but he really is unique in, in his style and his, his abilities, you know? Yeah. Um, true, uh, mu- true musician. Yeah, really influencing a, a, a couple of generations and probably generations to come. Um, you know, it's it's very sobering, man, thinking about this stuff. And uh, you and I had this conversation, a longer conversation about the end of rush playing and uh because neil is just done um, yeah and and how how important it really is for for the the younger generations to step up and keep this music alive because it's about it's uh, it's about the musics it's about the song um always a good song is going to be a good song forever it's not like uh, it was a good song for 50 years and then now it kind of stinks you know that doesn't happen uh, you know tom sawyer limelight yyz all, all the stuff off of moving pictures will always be great you know um and yeah, i mean you can't diminish it yeah and it, i mean there's so much other rush so 2112 is always going to be just an epic album to other generations people will discover this hopefully if this planet survives in hundreds of years, this is not ever going to go away. Just like, you know, orchestral music from the 1800s is still something that's relevant to us, to, to certain people, and to certain people it is, it's the best thing. You know, some people, that's what they prefer. Um, yeah. So in, in 100 years, 200 years, p- some people are still going to be like, no, Rush was the best <laughs> group. But to your point, too, you know, enjoy every minute of making that music because you don't think about it. But we are mortal. Right. And there's going to be a time where you may not be able to play. You know, you think you're going to play forever at that level. And, you know, you, you play an instrument, but it reaches a point like, you know, that's what Getty was saying. He was saying that, you know, the physical demands of being Neil Peart and playing drums at that level for 40 years professionally for three hours a night, 300 nights a year. It takes a, t- a physical toll on you, you know, and he just he can't perform at the level that he feels is 100 percent for him, you know, and he doesn't want to offer a lesser version of himself to the fans. And, you know, it, it's good on him for that. Yeah. You know, no one went definitely when, oh, when, no one totally to say when. But how, yeah. you know, what a, what a sad reality that we come to. Right. I'm sure he, you know. It's something he loves to do, right? I mean, I'm sure he didn't want to retire from playing drums. He just he can't physically do it anymore, right? But but you know? yeah, but good on him for knowing when to say when, you know. And yeah, agreed. And, and right? un- not to just keep going and be like, oh man, they should they should really be backing it up. Yeah, <laughs> and understanding that they're the they they have left behind a legacy, and there's nothing really more for him to do in that respect. Um, but right. yeah, I mean that's why it is so important for us as musicians to carry the torch to keep this flame alive of not only Rush, but I mean the hundreds uh, or thousands of other bands and millions of other songs that people will still enjoy for generations to come. And people will always, always enjoy live music. I don't care what happens to this planet or or to people. You're always going to enjoy somebody sitting around with a guitar playing music. 
that's never gonna that nothing can ever take that away from us even if we lost everything like like lost all electricity lost our entire economy everything crashed and we're back to you know medieval times or, or the stone age you sp you're still gonna have people with an acoustic guitar that can sit around and play a song um and you know that's always something that we should be grateful for and and keep alive keep this music alive learn learn this business learn it right get my book <laughs> and all young people out there buy steve's book and remember that you want to be a drummer because you can always play without electricity yes drummers can play without electricity and, and uh i i mean i want i really do want to mention the book because now i've sold 400 uh copies of this and it's been out for a month month and a half yeah, awesome maybe. yeah and uh, I haven't barely done any paid advertising. I did it for a couple of days, and I was like, no, this is not working. And then I, I have to start a new campaign, which I'm going to do soon. I haven't put it on Amazon. I've, it's solely sold from me just going and doing Facebook Lives in the group and just coming in and talking to people and telling them straight how it is. Um, the, the biggest boost I had, and it's interesting, man, that this happened. The biggest boost I had was... I, it was uh, Tuesday, December eighteenth, and I, there was somebody put up a, a meme, a, a post in the group of um how much mu musicians make, and and it started like as a timeline, like nineteen sixty five, um, uh, uh, bar owner, uh, we'll pay you, uh, you know, a hundred dollars a man, musician, okay, and then it had that same exchange for. 65, 75, 85, 95, 2000, 2010, 2018, the same exchange. So the, 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 the message there was that musicians have not made more money since, you know, in the last 50 years, we're, we've been getting paid the <laughs> yeah. same thing. So that, I mean, that really tied into everything that I talk about in the book. So I, when I saw that post, I'm like, all right, this is a perfect op opportunity for me because it was getting a lot of, uh, uh, it was getting a lot of activity that post, so th I was like, "This is the perfect opportunity for me to go in and do a Facebook Live and talk about this." So I went in very, you know, very keyed in, very focused, very passionate, talking to the camera, talking to these people, and very adamant about the stuff that's in the book and what I believe to be true, and being able to back this up, being able to cite examples, being able to show people the method. Of what you need to do if you want to do better than that, because there's plenty of people out there that are making more than a hundred dollars a man. Um, but it's just a matter of knowing what to do. So I went in there and I was just focused. I was laser focused on on talking to people about it, and that's when I saw the big boost in sales from that. And then I I went and did it a couple hours later on the page with the same fervor, and it it had the same results. So since then, it's it's picked up a lot in sales um so uh, and again i i haven't really had to pay and w what's interesting about that is it was december 18th tuesday and then later that night my mom died so for me it's a little profound in that like i know my mom was very very concerned about me always you know very she was a mom you know make sure you wear your seatbelt. did you eat well today you know like um you know if you're sick go to the, you know just a mom um and I always felt like, I always kind of felt like, even though she, we never talked about it, like that she was going to, 
she was going to stick around until she felt like I was really okay. You know, like, uh, like, you know, I, and she probably didn't see that broadcast, but I think there's something in, you know, the, in the invisible communication uh, spheres that, that let her know that that was a turning point for me. Um, So that's the way I want to look at it, (laughs) you know, whether that's true or not, that's the way I'm choosing to look at it. Um, and and I really do think that. I think this book t- has everything that you need if if you want to do well in this business and you want it. Because, uh, I mean, I'm coming from a place of of love for for music and for this 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 business and for this craft and, and the art of it and all of it. And I put that, I feel like I put that into the book. And I've gotten a lot of good feedback from people where they're like, you know, I'm doing this stuff now and I'm making more money. I, I've had a bunch of people tell me that already. So um, so the next step is I'm going to make a, uh, thanks, Craig Gill just said that's an off- awesome perspective. Sorry for the loss. Thank you, man. Um, um, so I, my next step is I'm going to cut that video down. I just downloaded it today. And I'm gonna cut those two live video broadcasts down to essentially a, a, a one or two minute commercial um, for for the book, and then post it, and then do an ad campaign, and get people to hopefully pick up on it. And I mean, because I would like to sell a hundred thousand of these things, you know, um, and then probably uh, I'm gonna put it on Amazon too, and then get people to, uh, to people that have read it to go on Amazon and re- review it. So. So it shows some activity Very there. And then uh, uh, I'm going to do an audiobook version as well. And that's going to be time-consuming. But that's uh, that's uh, that's on the docket. It's it's on the whiteboard to do that. So, um, yeah. Uh, so, a- anyway, anybody's interested in buying the book, it you it's called Cover Band Riches. You can uh, access the link on the website, coverbandcentral.com. There is... Uh, if you're on a PC, over to the right, you'll see it on the sidebar. And uh, I don't know where you see it when you look on your phone, but there is a link to it from the website. And um, it's an ebook. When you when you get it, you can when you purchase it, you got to download it, and then you can read it right away. Whether it's on your phone, your Kindle, your iPad, your tablet, your computer, um, it's really worth it. Um, you'll definitely make your money back. It's it's nine ninety five so it's uh you'll make 10 bucks back no problem with that um so oh yeah you make that back the first gig yeah so highly encourage everybody to get it if you're listening if you're not listening then you don't even know or maybe you do hmm. if you're not listening you should be right so i and uh, my next step is I want to do a an exclusive um, group for people that have read the book. So now that the, you know, four hundred sold, there's got to be some people in that group of of them that want to dig deeper into this. And there's a lot of digging deeper into it that I can do on every point in that book. So I'm going to start a group soon, uh, with hopefully within the next couple of weeks. Um, that's going to be for a premium but it'll be a a subscription type of thing where we come in and we get we dig deeper into each of these topics in the book 
and I can do some one-on-one um, coaching or, or mentoring with people that want to join this program and learn more about their specific situation and give them more specific tips on what they can do because everybody's got a unique situation. Although, you know, the stuff in the book, I think, applies really to everybody. Still, there has to be tweaking involved with certain situations. So I'm going to start that soon and call it, like, the Cover Band Riches Power Group. I think that's the name I'm going to go with. And uh, that'll be fun, man. I'm really, because the stuff that you and I have done with the podcast, working with uh, Handsome Young Ladies and, and, uh, 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 what else did we work with? Clanky Lincolns. Clanky Lincolns, thank you. Um, those bands really took to heart. Wh- when we first started this podcast, um, they took to heart all the stuff we were saying, and they and they put it into action, and they have sh- had results from them. So it's really, that is the juice I get from this dude. When, I, when I'm getting people writing me back saying, I read your book, and I did this thing, and this thing happened, and I can't thank you enough, that, pff, that's what it's all about for me. Yeah, when that happens, works. yeah, when that happens, when I see it work, like I believe it works, but when I actually see it in action and see it happening to people and, and, and knowing that I'm making a difference in somebody else's life that much, that's it. That's the juice for me, man. That's what it's all about. You know, I, I, I'm putting a, a, a dollar amount on this because I put, I, because I deserve it because I put a lot of work into it, um, and a lot of time and a lot of experience into it, but but the real joy for me is is seeing the results. So that's why I want so many people to have it too, so I can really see the results, and we can really up-level this whole industry. I, I, I was talking to um, my buddy Jeff the other day, and I was, I was watching this uh, series of documentaries on CNN. Uh, I think it was on New Year's Day, and they had, each hour they had a, uh, a, a tribute to, or, or, or a documentary on each decade, starting with the 60s, and it was all focused on music, the music of the decade and, and how it influenced society and, and everything and culture. And um, the, the two, you know, it was very clearly defined 60s was a hippie thing and, and 70s was, uh, uh, you know, more the, the rock, the arena rock thing and then disco and then 80s was MTV and 90s was grunge. And then 2000s was, uh, I don't think they did two, they did 2000. They did 2000s. 2000s was about streaming and about online stuff. And I was thinking 2010s, you know, we're almost at the end of the 2010s, dude. You know, it's 2019. It's almost yeah. the end of the decade. And so I was trying to think, how do we define this decade musically? You know, as far as society is concerned, as far as um, culture is concerned, it, it's, it's murky to me. It's, you know, like, mm, is there, are there artists that really stand out from this last decade? So I was just kind of joking with him that the 2020s are going to be the decade of the cover band it's going to be all about the cover band and i'm going to be a, a carrying the flag for that and yeah you know because a lot of these icons that we grew up with that we, we've all uh, have all inspired us and and made this great music they're up there man they're in their 70s they're some in their 80s um some of them like you know rush aren't playing anymore and um i think it's time for the cover bands to take over <laughs> so, I'm calling it now. The 2020s are the decade of the cover band. 2020. So prep up. You got a year to get your shit together. Yes. Yes. There you go. Get the book. And get your shit together. Yeah. Get the book. Get prepared and start shedding. 
you know, to touch on one thing you said earlier too was think about this. You know, some of the music you hear, like you know, was when these musicians were in their prime. You know, and now you get to recreate those hit songs. You know, when you're in your prime, right? Like you may even be able to play them better than that band could play today, or like you said, you know, musicians have passed away or the bands have broken up, and they will never perform those songs again. So it is, you know. Tying back to our original theme of legacy, right? It's, you know, we all have an opportunity to create a legacy and carry on others' legacies to create our own. Yes, indeed, man. And what a better way than music, you know? Absolutely. Um, so what's, I mean, we didn't even dig into this. How is your shoulder? What's going on? How are you feeling? Yeah, great, man. Like I said, I had so, uh, shoulder surgery back in October. Uh, it'll be three months, uh, the 17th. So, uh, Thursdays, three months. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's recovering. Well, uh, I'm back playing, I'm drumming. Uh, I go to physical therapy. Um, you know, it, it's, it's about 30% healed, but enough where, you know, I can't lift things per se, or, or I can't reach for a symbol or reach overhead all the way yet, but I can sit down and I can, I can actually play drums. You know, I can, I can get around the kit. I can play some grooves. Uh, you know, probably half an hour at a time uh, before it gets tired, you know, but I, I'm slowly on the road to recovery. So, yeah, Good. appreciate that. Thanks for asking. Yeah, all, all's, all's well so far. You're going to be like the $6 million man when you're fully healed. You're going to be yeah, playing, oh yeah. playing like... <laughs> <laughs> um, Craig said um, uh, he, he thanked... Actually, the $6 million drummer, it sounds like this. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, Craig Gill, I guess he recently joined the group. He said he's still getting acclimated to the CBC group. There's a lot of negativity. I try to share my industry experience, especially sharing what venue perspectives truly are, but it's met with a combative-like resistance. Craig, um, I've seen your post, and I've seen you comment on a lot of stuff, dude, and I really, really, really appreciate what you, you're coming in, the perspective that you're bringing into that group. And I, I understand there's a lot of negativity, but when you have a, a collection of 50,000 people, you're going to get everything, you know, and it's just a matter of rolling with it, not, not taking anything personally, any, that anything anybody says that's negative and, and, and people that are just kind of ignorant and, and whatever, you just don't even pay it any mind. Don't pay attention to it. Don't con, don't com, don't join in the conversation. Just scroll past it. But I definitely value having you, dude, in, in this group and, and the perspective that you bring. And I think you had sent me a message about talking about um, doing something where uh, you can bring in the, the perspective of um, uh, of the, the club owner or the, the, the booking agent. Or, uh, I think you said you have a club, Craig. So uh, I think it was in Florida, too. So um, definitely, you know, appreciate you, man. And, uh, and Chunk added that there's more good than bad, and that is absolutely true. The, the bad kind of sticks out like a sore thumb sometimes, and a lot of people jump on, um, s you know, the negative stuff too, but there's so much positive activity in there every day. You know, people coming in and asking questions, really looking for help, and people really, really knowledgeable going in there and, and helping out. And the people, just, people are just as quick to come in there and help out as they are to, to uh, you know, make light of some certain situation. And, and that's what makes it really uh, uh, an exciting group. And, and the group, again, just like the page, is just growing like crazy. Um, well, like you touched on, too, you know, for Craig, don't take things personally, right? Because all that is is someone else's opinion and perspective of what you're offering. It has no reflection on 
the actual information or the you know the validity or the merit to what you're saying it's just someone else's perception and uh opinion about it right so you can't take it personally because there's nothing to do with you as a person yeah and i don't think he does i think he's pretty good at because at, I've seen the comments that he's put in there, so I think he's pretty good at, at, at that. But he just made it a note of that there's a lot of negativity. But you know, yeah. he's gonna on the internet. That's gonna happen no matter where you are on the internet. That's what yeah. you're gonna see. There's so, negativity everywhere. So yeah. it's just a matter of what you put your focus on. Um. Um. Yeah, Chunk said most of the time they're just trolling. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, believe it or not, dude, we made it through. Even with with some dropouts, minor technical difficulties, but no complete shutdowns. No so complete shutdowns. I'll take shutdowns. it as a positive <laughs> plus for I'm the a, new year. Yes, I'll take it as a win for 2019. Um, yes, the first win of 2019. Yes. Um, so, uh, so that I guess wraps it up for Wismauer number 47. Um, 47B. Make sure you're signing up on the website coverbandcentral.com. It is free. It will always be free. You can sign up as a musician, as um, a band, or both. Or if you're in the industry, you can s- come in and sign up. Um, you know, as your sound man, you're an, uh, 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 club owner, promoter, manager, anything. Um, it's all free. So please sign up coverbandcentral.com. Join the Facebook page if you're not on it. It's facebook.com/coverbandcentral. The group is facebook.com/groups/coverbandcentral and Get the book, Curb Band Riches. You know, make the most of this. You can do it. You, anybody can do it. You just need to know the right things to do. Yes, very inexpensive investment in your future. Yes. That'll do it. Thank you, guys. Love you all. Be good to each other. Yeah, peace. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.